0: Welcome to The Sugar Science, where our mission is to highlight and connect researchers in the type 1 diabetes space. I'm Monica Wesley, your host for today's podcast, and today I have the distinct pleasure with speaking with Dr. Matthew A. Ooks. hope I said that correctly. He is an associate professor at the University of Bordeaux, France, since 2011. He did a postdoc at the University of Bordeaux, where he developed bioelectronic sensors for applications in diabetes. His, his newspaper has over 500 citations, and he's interested in biotechnology, endocrinology, and physiology. Some broad themes of his prior work include developing high resolution sensors to monitor the activity of beta cells, to better understand the organ, testing the islet before transplantation. And he's also using beta cell electrophysiology to exploit the, this, this uh, functionality to drive the efficiency of beta cell pumps. Welcome, Matthew. Bonjour. Do- Dr. Mathieu Raoult is a professor associated at the de Bordeaux, en France. Depuis 2011, un poste où il a développé les capteurs bioélectroniques pour les applications dans le diabète. Ses documents ont plus de 500 cotations. Il est très intéressé en biotechnologie, endocrinologie et physiologie. En termes général, ses documents intérieurs comprennent l'électrophysiologie, le patch serrage et la fine analyse des rouages du système, des récepteurs de glutamate et maintenant l'îlot pancréatique thank
1: you very much
0: how did you become uh, scientifically interested in type 1 diabetes
1: um i'm not um i'm not uh, working uh, in diabetology since a long time i uh, i'm a neuroscientist. i did my phd in neuroscience but i was early interested in the cells outside of the brain, um, which are also very interesting. I am an electrophysiologist and I did my PhD on the interaction between skin cells and uh, 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 nervous uh, nerves. And uh, I was really interested uh, in how a group of cells respond collectively to uh, stimulate and how they coordinate together to provide a physiological response. And when I arrived in Bordeaux, in the group of uh, Johan Lang uh, uh, at the CBMN Institute, I was uh, interested in uh, to work on the pancreatic islets of Langerhans, since they are also electrogenic like, like neurons, and it is really a, a fascinating networks network. And, um, and I was um, uh, recruited to work on a, a project directly linked to type 1 diabetes. Since the idea of the project was, project was a little bit crazy, it was to exploit the electrical activity of the islets to drive physiologically insulin pumps. The idea was to uh, build, uh, to develop biosensors with a a small number of uh, islets uh, surrogates uh, to record, to to capture the electrical activity non-invasively, to analyze, to amplify and analyze in real time this electrical activity with electronic uh, circuits and then to exploit this electrical activity to drive precisely uh, insulin uh, administration. Since uh, beta cells are the best sensor, better than uh, glucose oxidase uh, used in uh, CGM systems. They, they can capture all the information, not only glucose, but also the hormones, the other nutrients. And they also uh, integrate um, all this information uh, like algorithms, and they uh, they know at each moment how much insulin uh, we we need, and the electrical activity is pivotal in this function of beta cells. That's why we can exploit uh, in a, in biosensor um, for type one diabetes patients.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating cell. I totally agree. It is. Um You know, it's amazing and we have tried, you know, not we, but the scientific community has tried to replicate, you know, how it works. And it's been challenging um, exactly for the reasons you've said or you've highlighted that it does uh, does its job so well and it can, you know, multitask and do so many things at once. It's a sensor, it's a secretor, um, you know, it's also, it's, it's, it's listening to all of the signals like a neuron, right? Because a neuron can kind of process all the input and then, you know, uh, and, then, and then have some function as a, as a response. Um, <clears throat> so can you ex- uh, share, you know, what are your thoughts uh, That's uh, about the work that's being done in your area of expertise that currently is addressing uh, type one, um, or this, you know, this 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 realm, this this beta electrophysiology.
1: Um, in, for type one diabetes, I, I'm not a clinician, but I see that the, there are uh, uh, a lot of very interesting uh, progress uh, regarding uh, first uh, uh, artificial pancreas, CGM systems. Uh, with um, uh, some time uh, uh, from 70 to 80% of time in range. So it's a real progress um, uh, regarding the the other strategy. It, it is a transplantation of islets, uh, which is also uh, successful. Uh, one of, of the, the issues are that, uh, uh it is uh, difficult to have an ID before transplantation if the eyelets that you transplant will be functional. And so uh, it is necessary to develop quality control, functional quality control uh, for eyelets. And that's one of our ID to test uh, a small part of the eyelets um, uh, before transplantation to uh, check for the quality control with our uh, electrophysiological tools. Uh, so the quality control is very important. And the other issue of uh, a transplantation of uh, islets is that the uh, donors are limited. Uh, so we cannot uh, um, solve the problem with that. Uh, and the the last, uh, uh possibility is uh, ipsc derived cells so very impressive work uh, uh, have been done uh, with uh, beta like cells that that are uh, pure and um, can be transplanted in uh, in mice uh, with a very fa- efficient results and but again the the problem is uh to to uh, normalize the the protocol, to have a good functional quality control, uh, not only secretion uh, upon glucose stimulation, but also respond to hormone, GLP-1, amino acids. It's important uh, to to check the quality before uh, transplantation. Uh, So yes, they are very promising Uh, progress in uh, type 1 diabetes research.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, what you're doing is so important. Um, This idea of, you know, that uh, the cells, especially the cells that are derived from stem cells, that before they go um, into uh, a transplant situation, that they're not only displaying the right markers uh, on their surface and looking good, you know, from a hit, you know, uh, they look good, it is, but they, they function well. And so your, um, your lab's interested um, in doing that electrophysiology, that electrophysiological testing. Um, is that right?
1: Yes, we, we have collaborated with um, uh, Anna Kloin, uh, which is, who is now in Stanford, and also Benoit Stoy uh, uh, in Oxford. Uh, to um, to to develop a quality functional quality control of beta cells from human iPSCs, uh, and uh, this is a, a paper that we are uh, writing. Uh, to, so to, the idea is to use uh, the non-invasive electrophysiology uh, to test different stimuli uh, in order to st- standardize the the, the protocols to to improve the protocol uh, of beta-like cell uh, differentiation. Uh, And not only to look at the uh, gene expression or stimulation with glucose, but also to have a view, a dynamic view of uh, the function of these cells, uh, because as we have published the, the kinetics of Um, secretion and electrophysiological response are very important.
0: Yeah, and I wonder, um, how can you just sort of uh, briefly talk about uh, the process of doing that uh, non-invasive electrophysiological um, testing? How how difficult is it?
1: It's very simple. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the, the 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 experiment are simple. It is just uh, instead of having an electrode inside the cell, which is difficult to to obtain, it's difficult to have, to learn patch clamp. It's uh, at least six months to 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 be able to patch. Uh, we just culture the cells on extracellular electrodes, and there there are not only one electrode. We are a lot of electrodes. So we can monitor several islets at the same time, non-invasively for weeks if we want. Um, And uh, we can also have several electrode on this in the same islet. So it's very simple. The difficulty is in analysis because the analysis of extracellular signals are are complex. It's like uh, 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 um, in EEC, Uh, in the brain. So very complex uh, electrical signature. So for that we collaborate with microelectronicians who who develop uh, electronic circuits for uh, the real time um, capture and uh, sorting of uh, signals of interest because we generate a lot of data and we need a very strong process of analysis. Do but
0: you, um, do you use.
1: That's not so difficult.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound, it does sound like the, the details are in the analysis. And I wonder, um, do you, uh, do you now, or do you foresee, see in the future using um, uh, artificial intelligence, AI, you know, to analyze these signals? Would that help or do you use it now?
1: Uh, we, we need the real time. It's very important. If we, if we want to drive an insulin pump, uh, we need some, something very fast. I, I don't know if it's artificial intelligence, but we need a, a very robust, uh, um, microelectronic circuits to, to detect the signals of interest. So we know there are two Different types of signals: the action potentials that are uh, unicellular signals, and the slow potentials that represent the collective activity of the uh, of the cells. And uh, we we are able to recognize them in real time to uh, monitor their frequency and their amplitude. So this point is solved. Uh,
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I just wondered if you, you know, if that, if these data were big enough, a big enough collection to be looked at by a, um, by an AI system. But it looks like you guys have solved it. Let's talk a little bit about your excellent new paper. Um, This, the paper is dynamic uni and multicellular patterns encode biphasic activity in pancreatic islets. Um, It was really well received. This paper, people are talking about it. Um, And so congratulations. And I wondered um, what determines optimal islet function, just to kind of set the stage, electrophysiology, at the electrophysiological optimal islet function.
1: Okay, Uh, many thanks for your comments. Uh, We are very happy. Uh, It's not only me, it's uh, all the people uh, that have collaborated with me and my PhD student Mano. Uh, The optimal islet needs, so individually the beta cells can uh, respond to glucose, Uh, but what we have shown is that the collective activity is important. Uh, So we have shown that, um, um, so the the view, the, the model that before our work was that was well, a nonicellular uh, uh, model with pools of vesicles. So uh, the pools of vesicles for the first phase and pools pool of vesicles for the second phase. And what we have shown that upstream, um, the electrical activity uh, drive this uh, biphasic secretion. And we have shown that uh, collectively, the activity of beta cell is not the same between the first and the second phase. In the first phase, there are um, small clusters of beta cells, not where well were synchronized, but very active. And it is it's this corresponds to uh, um, an acute, but not very economic mode, but very efficient. But uh, fortunately, this phase is short because uh, uh, it needs a lot of energy. That's why in the second phase, the cells, the the coupling, the electrical coupling between the cells increase and the global activity of the the beta cell decrease. Uh, And this corresponds to a more economic mode until the end of the digestion Uh, and the digestion can uh, can take three hours. So, um, this is really an optimal system. So, I would say that uh, the individual uh, capacities of beta cells are important, but also their capacity to um, communicate together and to uh, change their, their, um, their, their coupling is also important. And I would add another thing that we are working on uh, is that we think that the non beta cells are also important. Um, More and more work uh, uh, show that, for example, the alpha cells um, are also active after meal, Uh, because they are stimulated not only by glucose, so they are inhibited by glucose, but they are stimulated by the other nutrients. And they can um, communicate with beta cells inside the islets and uh, um, uh, participate to the the control of beta cell activity.
0: Yeah, and so... Uh, I've read a couple of other um, papers about this, the whole uh, idea that the alpha cells are part of the whole system and they have um, so they have gap junctions. Right. That's how these are connected, the alpha and the beta or just beta to beta. Sorry, Uh,
1: Just beta to beta are are covered, not alpha with beta. Mm No evidence, no real evidence for, for coupling between beta and alpha. It's mainly a paracrine uh, communication. Between okay. Alpha.
0: So the beta...
1: Uh, s- there, are, there are some works. Uh, the, there is a study from uh, Patrick Grossman uh, lab showing that uh, um, there are probably coupling between beta and delta cells. Fascinating. Uh,
0: yeah that no so this is really the story gets more and more interesting. Um so can you replicate this biphasic activity in vitro in in the stem cell um you know islet eyelet, islets uh, that are ready for transplant?
1: Um for the moment we we don't know um we have to 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 test good beta-like cells. Uh, There seems in some labs they have obtained biphasic secretion. So uh, we, we probably it is supported by biphasic uh, electrical activity, but we have not uh, tested. Uh, We know what we know um, in um, in our collaboration, we know that the gap junctions are expressed, expressed in uh, beta-like cells from iPSCs. And uh, they express uh, coupling factors, co- coupling uh, uh, signals that are the slow potentials, representing the coupled activity of beta cells. So um, uh, it depends also of, of, on all, a lot of other things. Um, if they, are, they respond to uh, other nutrients, uh, GLP-1. So to, to make a, a beta cell competent, uh, it depends not only on glucose, but also of, on other, uh, a lot of other factors.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. I think, um, you know, recent pa- papers from the Melton lab uh, at Harvard indicate the cre- that creating stem cell um, derived islets require in training them using, uh, you know, circadian rhythms. Do you, does this have any bearing on your work at all? You know, does this, do you see any kind of um, anything like this when you're looking at the, the electrophysiological, uh, uh, you know, recordings?
1: Um, yes, I saw that. It is very interesting. Uh, uh, and when they, uh, they try to mature the beta cells, they try to reproduce um, the the nutrition, the nutrients that are around the cells uh, at the fetal level and then after the birth. Uh, and uh, when they stimulate, like uh, with meals, the increase and decrease of nutrients, they, uh, they have shown that the maturation of beta-like cells are, um, is better. Uh, that's probably a reason for which when we transplant, uh, when people try to transplant beta-like cells in the animals, uh, the maturation is faster than in vitro, um, probably because uh, the animal um, they do not eat all the time. Uh, there are some rest. There are, it's not a continuous stimulation of the cells. Um, what can I say about our, um, our system, we, we have tried to stimulate uh, three times in a day like uh, with meals our uh, ourselves and what we have seen is that the response to, to glucose is not uh, exactly the same at each uh, for each stimulation. Um, I don't know why, I don't know if it's due to circadian, uh, reason, but, uh, the, the first stimulation, like a breakfast is not provide, not the same, exactly the same electric electrical responses that, than the other stimulation, the following stimulations. That's that's so
0: it. that's really interesting. Um, and I think, uh, it's, I mean, this is maybe not related at all, but you know, there is that, um, the morning, um, maybe not the response, uh, but I think people ha- have, a maybe poor glucose control in the morning. Usually you wake up with the high blood sugars higher than normal, right? So who, who knows what's impacting that? Um, can you comment on the autonomic innervation of islets and how this might impact the biphasic activity? So the pancreatic nerve, right, is, is coming to innervate, um, the eyelids and carrying some um, autonomic fibers. We just recently spoke to uh, Philippe Blanco down um, at uh, CERN, and he was saying that th- their work was looking basically at how that uh, vagal innervation impacts the lymph node. But it, the fibers go all the way to the eyelid, Correct.
1: Yes, um, there is a, a, a strong innovation of violets, uh in in mouse, uh, less in human. So there are innovation, but uh, uh, they are not uh, contacting di- contacting directly the beta cells. Uh, they are mainly contacting the uh, the vascularization. Um, we know that uh, the biphasic secretion is, uh, is present uh, in vivo, but when we remove the islets, uh, it's still, it is still present. So it is encoded uh, at the islet level. Uh, it doesn't require the um, uh, innovation. But yeah, that's good. I think we, we can have a modulation by the nervous system, notably what we call the cephalid phase. So when the, when someone see or smells the, the, uh, the, the meal uh, there, there is a parasympathetic uh, system with a cholinergic uh, innovation, which prepare the beta cells to the arrival of the, of the, of the nutrients. Uh, so probably impacting the first phase with a stronger, First phase, uh, but the, some some um, some group have shown also that there are also a post-absorptive cephalic phase or probably also the second phase. Uh, what we have seen, not us but uh, other groups have shown that uh, for mouse, for example, uh, the second phase is um, m- more important in vivo. Uh, Than in vitro, and maybe it's due to, uh, to the innervation this uh, uh, difference, uh, in human, uh, human islets are less innervated, less directly on the beta cells. So maybe there is a difference uh, between species.
0: Yeah, it's another, um, they're, they're morphologically different, the islets, from mouse to man. So, you know, this kind of makes sense, right? But um, what are your thoughts about a sentinel beta cell that drives biphasic activity, similar to like an SA node in the cardiac muscle? Do you think there could be one um, or one cluster of, of, of sort of beta cells that are driving this or or, or a beta alpha partnership that's driving the bi- biphasic activity? Uh,
1: th- this is a really interesting um, um, uh, Model. This is a very interesting work uh, from Guy Orter and uh, Hudson Lab. Um, the app cells, I don't know for electrophysiological apps. Uh, this is something we are going to um, to investigate with high density uh, multi electrode arrays in order to see if there are first responder cells or cells that are. Um, more more connected to the other than uh, the followers. Um, If there are change of this, so cell specialists in the first phase and other cell specialists in the second phase, or with our system, we can also uh, try to stimulate the morning uh, at noon and the evening, just to see if the hierarchy is the same. For all the simulation, um, there are some other groups that uh, um, sh- have shown that uh, the, 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 the hierarchy between uh, this, the cell inside the, the microorgan uh, is not uh, reproducible. So, when we, you have uh, an activation, uh, a, a, a deactivation, another activation, It's not uh, exactly the same cells that are starting. So there there are a lot of things to do on on this uh, uh, subject and we are, uh, we will try to contribute. Uh, What I can say is that I think the biphasic uh, secretion needs to be a very robust system, uh, a very robust mechanism. Uh, And um, I think uh, I, I would be surprised if it's uh, uh, old by only uh, 5 of 10% of cells controlling all the islets. Uh, what we have shown is that when we dissociate, totally dissociate the islets and perform a monoculture, monolayer culture, so this, the cells are connected together, but without the 3D uh, configuration we have shown that there are still a biphasic electrical uh, response. Wow, So that's very cool. It's a very, uh, a very robust mechanism. And um, the, the important thing is that the cells are connected together, uh, but I would be surprised if only 5% control all this mechanism. It's very ris- risked for the organism, but uh, I can be surprised, I, I like to be surprised. Maybe it's the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be really interesting to see what comes out of this work. I wonder, um, is there any other, you know, this kind of electrophysio- um, electrophysiological profile, that the beta cells and the islets have. Is it seen anywhere else in the body?
1: The biphasic uh, secretion, yes. Um, the there There is a biphasic secretion of uh, uh, all the neurohormones, also um, a prolactin, uh, also um, a ty- ty- uh, hormone from the thyroid. Uh, there are, Many many uh, neural hormones that are released in a biphasic manner. I don't know exactly for uh, if the mechanism is the same for all the system. Uh, maybe there are uni, uh, 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 some uh, cellular uh, explanation, or also probably multicellular explanations. Uh, but this is a, a classical uh, um, um, uh, physiological response with a bolus of an hormone, just to be very uh, efficient at the beginning, and then uh, to maintain the uh, uh, um, to maintain a tonus of the hormone. That is, uh, it is a physiological process uh, in other organs.
0: Yeah, I just wondered if uh, you know if there was another um, organ system or organ where this has been really fleshed out, really understood super well, and if that organ would, you know, give uh, some more understanding to the system we're talking about, the islet system. I wondered if you, you know, thought that there was any sort of, you know, very similar, the most similar uh, system to the islet functioning. Um, you know, we talked about the thyroid and the, um, the pituitary and things like that, but it, it, is it, is it really that they're all acting in the similar way And like, or can we, or is, 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 there one, um, you know, that's been really understood extremely well that we could learn, you know, uh, lessons to put onto this islet system.
1: Mm, it's a very difficult question. Um. Uh, we can learn from the brain regarding network also from the heart regarding coupling activity um, and, and pacemakers. Uh, But in my mind, the islets are quite unique uh, since they, there are these beta cells that are the main cell type with a crucial function for, 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 for life. And, these other non beta cells that are important for, for example, alpha cells are important for um, acting on the liver, acting on the muscles, but also with intra islet regulation. It is fascinating. And uh, I don't know other organ so fascinating. To be
0: honest, yeah, that's great. I liked how you said that. I just, um, <clears throat> it just it just turns out that the the beta cell and the islet are very, they're simple, but they're very complex at the same time, right? So, um, what are your thoughts about scaling the technology that uh, the work you're doing, scaling it to, um, you know, industry or to the clinic?
1: Um. As I said, I see two applications: the screening and uh, the artificial puncture.
0: And I just—I mean, I guess I um, mean—I should have clarified that question. What what kind of timeline do you see for um, bringing this, you know, to to bear, bringing it into a quality control system? Are you already there, or is it is it a month away?
1: I think uh, for screening, we are ready. Uh, We have uh, provided uh, in our different uh, papers, proof of concepts. We uh, we can do that on human islets. We can uh, do that on iPSC derived cells. Uh, We can uh, uh, detect uh, the effect of hormones at picomolar levels, amino acids. So. If an industrial is interesting in that, we can work with with an industrial, uh, for example, for pharmacological or toxicological testing or IPSC uh, improvement of IPSC or quality control. For the artificial pancreas, uh, it's, it's complex because the application is directly in human in vivo so we are working uh, in, on, in rats for, for the moment. And we have also developed, so we, we, have, um, we have worked in, a, I don't know if you know, uh, the a, a simulator, which is called the uva Padova simulator. Uh, it's a, a simulator of a type one diabetes patient approved by the FDA for testing uh, devices before, uh, before application in human. And what we have done, we have um, uh, modeled our biosensor and integrated the biosensor in this model of type one diabetes patient. And we have performed a sort of uh, in-seqal clinical trial to compare CGM systems, classical CGM systems and our biosensor and the performances. This is a a paper that we have submitted, uh, the performances of, our biosensor without meal announcement uh, were, um, in some scenario, better than the commercial sensor. So wow,
0: that's great.
1: Yes, so, but working on that, it's very long, uh, uh, needs uh, a lot of grants because it's a, a technology not very simple.
0: Yeah, no, that's a much more complicated path. But I do really like the fact that you guys are really poised to work with companies. I mean, immediately, you know, a company like Vertex comes to mind because they have, you know, they purchased SEMA, uh, Doug Melton's, um, you know, uh, company, and they are, you know, they've got this whole great technology of working with these um, stem cell-derived beta cells. And so it just seems, it would seem like a natural fit for your team um, to be involved at that level. It would be great.
1: Yeah, thank you for the advice. Uh, I'm interested, we are interested by the contact. Yes. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Well, thank you me. know, hope maybe, maybe someone there will hear this and be, uh, and their interest will be piqued. Are awesome. there any, uh, yeah, are there any other thoughts um, that you have about, um, you know, I guess uh, this sort of um, you know the, the next steps for your work the next uh, the next experiment that your grad student is is working on.
1: Yes a lot <laughs> uh, So we want to continue on for example on IPSC DRS cells by uh, by collaborating with the groups uh, specialists in, in these, Preparation in order to study uh, mutations, the effect of mutations or human mutation, or uh, introduced by CRISPR-Cas9. We, we have uh, performed a proof of concept with a mutation on, on uh, uh, zinc transporter, and we are writing the paper. And uh, also, uh, we are open to work with uh, the from diabetic uh, patients, uh, for example, uh, MoDI Modi patients. Uh, That is uh, one of the the, the experiments we we do uh, or we want to do. And we are also interested uh, uh, in uh, uh, intra-islet interactions, between non-beta and beta cells. And we are collaborating with the group of Pedro Herrera in Geneva. Uh, They have a lot of very interesting uh, mouse models uh, with ablation of the hormones or total ablation of uh, uh, cell specific, uh, um, specific cell type. sorry, or combination of ablation just to see how this impacts uh, the beta cell function. Uh, it's uh, more fundamental, but I think there are application also for, uh, for therapy. If we know, if we have information on uh, what is the optimal uh, um, uh, configuration for beta cell function, we will learn for therapy. Uh, if we know how many alpha like cells we need in an islet delta like cells we need in an islet we will learn and not only uh, 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 prepare beta like se- uh, uh, islets pseudo islets with only beta like cells but also uh, reproducing these uh, fascinating microorgan.
0: Yeah that's well said. <coughs> Excuse me I think you have to um it, it is an organ. It is a, you know, a very interactive, um, uh, organ. And I think what you said there was really important, um, that, uh, that the whole thing must, the whole organ has to be appreciated. And if we can build that out, uh, yeah, for, uh, future implantation, I think, you know, that's really the ultimate, that's the best. Um, thank you again, Matthew, for joining us. This was fascinating. I appreciate you you know, talking to us sort of late at night, uh, or uh, from France, and um, I'm sure that some young scientists are going to hear this and be very intrigued uh, by your work. And they uh, can reach out to you on the sugar science. Uh, you're part of our collab, so I encourage people to do so. Um, it's a fascinating system, and your work is really interesting. So thank you again.
1: Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um uh, it's also a pleasure for me and an honor to, to present our work.
0: We hope to uh, meet again when and he, and hear what's next in the future.
1: No problem.